From the studios of 2SER in Sydney, Australia to the world, this is a Gay Waves podcast, proudly produced on Gadigal Land. When I think of politics, uh, there's one person who I believe holds their beliefs up and is in Parliament to better our society. And uh, she is also a huge LGBTI ally. She's the member for Newtown MP, Jenny Leong. Welcome to Gay Waves. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It is so great to be here with you on Gay Waves here and having a chat about politics. Yeah, and thank you for taking time out from a very busy election. You're going to the polls on Saturday and you're in the middle of a campaign, so thank you for taking time out for that. Uh, And we will get to your uh, portfolio of uh, sexuality and gender soon. But before that, I just wanted to take you back. The year's 1996. We've got a 19-year-old in the basement of the Oxford Hotel in Newtown. She's uh, wearing leather pants. She's got a bald head. She's listening to grunge music. (laughs) What makes that Jenny Leong want to get into human rights and working human rights you've uh you've you've read my first speech mark i appreciate that it's a it's a good one it's a good way to enter into the land of a politician's heart um (laughs) i look i look it was we were laughing about it the other day in the campaign for people who don't know so what uh, what people might know now as Webster's or Zanzibar in Newtown was originally called the Oxford uh, and they had pool tables out the back and a jukebox and, yes, I was known to sit out the back late at night uh, with my feet sticking to the very, very sticky carpet playing mm-hmm. pool and listening to Porter's Head and Nirvana. That was my entry into Newtown. That 19-year-old Jenny um, went basically found herself living in a share house with a whole lot of radical lefties. You know, I got woken up one night in my share house because a whole lot of people stormed in and they'd been kicked out by the police from occupying the vice chancellor's office at UTF and our house was closest. And so they all came in slightly beaten, slightly in shock, having had police and dogs wake them up in the middle of the night. I was... You know, I say I grew up in Adelaide, but my political education, my my lefty credentials and um, recognition of what it means to be an activist was shaped by the beautiful education that I got from wonderful humans that lived in Newtown with me that I met. My personal politics came from seeing the division and the racism and the bad treatment of asylum seekers and refugees. And for me, watching Pauline Hanson and John Howard adopt a horrific approach to racism and division in our community really fired me into action. I got very angry. I started throwing things at the television and I decided that perhaps there was another way. And so I decided to get engaged and get involved as an activist and um, get involved in politics. Wow. I can't believe it. You, that story could reflect my own. Exactly. Um, I was very much the same, lived in Newtown. I exactly how I got into politics. I was very angry with what was going on in the yeah. world. And, and, so. I mean, people call them now, you know, it's the it's politically in the Greens particularly, but I think for a whole generation of activists, we were what a bit, what is referred to as the Tampa generation. And I know yes. Adam Bant also and Marine Faruqi were of a generation where Bob Brown was the only one speaking out at a time where Labor 
and sadly still remains on many occasions morally bankrupt when it comes to asylum seekers and refugees. And Bob Brown was the only one on behalf of the Greens standing up being the real opposition to taking a humane approach to asylum seekers. Exactly. Uh, exactly right. Uh, we'll jump forward to 2015. Uh, there's a redistribution in the electorate of Newtown and you get elected as the MP for Newtown. Um, what goes through your mind when you get elected uh, to Parliament like that? You tried out twice before, I believe, but it's like, wasn't your first run. And on the third time, you get elected. What, what happened? Yeah, what, so what's I'd, your mindset? So, I, so I'd run for Parliament before as a candidate for the Greens. So I'd run in the federal seat of Sydney a couple of times and for the council, but Newtown was a brand new seat. Um, no one uh, had been the member for Newtown for a good on 50 years. They created new electoral boundaries and every place that I had lived in or worked in while I was in Sydney, except for when I was working for Amnesty International in Hong Kong and London, um, the whole time I'd been in Sydney, all of my workplaces and all of my um, rental accommodation homes had all been within the electorate of Newtown. So you know what, Mark, it's still, you know, we're days out from an election and mm. I'm seeking the support of our wonderful community to try and continue to maintain my role as the Greens member for Newtown and I still pinch myself at the fact that I get to call myself the member for Newtown right now and part of that is because I have an incredible appreciation for the, this community that the idea that I have been supported by our community to represent us in the parliament is just so, so exciting. Yeah, sorry, I've got my little dog barking in the I background. love it. I love your doggo. What is your doggo's name? It's Maisie and she's a miniature dash hound. And, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, she's Maisie gorgeous. Maisie's very excited right now. Yeah, she's her dad, her other dad just got home, so <laughs> she's love very it. excited. Love it. Yeah. yeah, when you were getting involved in the Greens, who in the Green movement did inspire you? Well, well, as I said, I mean, the, the strong stance that Bob Brown and Kerry Nettle took at that stage at a national level was really, for me, a, a clear, it, it gave me a clear understanding of how politics could be done differently. I still remember them standing up and heckling George W. Bush when he came uh, to speak to the Australian Parliament in a kind of show of solidarity with the incredible no war movement that had been growing on the streets. And I think that kind of activist politician is something that I've always appreciated and respected. For me, the other, the other inspirations are much more about individual people in the community that I've had the chance to connect with. You know, a lot of the time working for Amnesty International, they were, you know, amazing women human rights defenders that against all odds were standing up to authoritarian regimes, doing things that you just would never, ever think that any individual could have the courage to do. And so every time I would sort of think, oh, this feels a bit hard or this is a bit of a challenge, I'd just be like, oh, well, in comparison to what other people are doing around the world to fight for justice, to fight for equality, you know, this is yeah. this is nothing. You know, the New South Wales bear pit is nothing compared to the challenges that people are facing around the world and here at home, actually. Mm. Well, let's get into a few of those challenges. Um, obviously, we're an LGBTI A plus uh, community show. The Greens have released a 10-point plan for this election, and there's, there's a lot of information there to go through. But uh, what would you say is the main points for this election for LGBTIA plus people in New South Wales? Look, Mark, I think 
I think when it comes to progressing rainbow rights in New South Wales, but also nationally, I actually think that there's quite a fascinating point in time that we're in now because there was such a period of needing to recognise unity across the, the full spectrum of the rainbow when it came to being able to deliver on marriage equality. And I think in that period of time, there was a sense that we needed to all be together, be pushing in the same direction and stay very narrow in our focus. Mm-hmm. That said, one of the most amazing things about the LGBTQA plus community is the fact that the views within that community are so diverse and the needs of people in terms of realising full equality are so different. And so I feel like it's really critical that we recognise the the uniqueness of the needs of, for example, the intersex community when it comes to some of this very significant funding and training reforms that are needed to ensure that consent is first first and foremost with the person who is being um, required or, or enforced in some cases to have some kind of medical intervention. That's a very different need to the people who have suffered the consequences of so-called gay conversion practices and the really kind of challenging issues around ongoing support for those communities, but also how we go about legislating to make sure we ban those practices. Again, yeah, I can't when you believe they're it, still on the books in New South Wales. It's horrendous. It's, it's absolutely outrageous. And, and I think this is, you know, it's a slippery slope because straight away we got both, both major parties agree they were going to do it and then all of a sudden they're watering it back to say, oh, we'll stop, wouldn't stop anybody um, preaching or wouldn't stop anybody doing these things. It's like, hang on a second. You know, it's already watering it down is a concern. So there's a side of it. Then if you look at the trans community, the need for birth certificate reform is obviously key and it's one of the Greens' highest priorities in terms of saying that people should be able to determine an ID that reflects them and who they are, not a situation where some bureaucrat or some uh, some medical professional can intervene in someone's life and, and have oversight and, a pay, you know, what is, is really a paternalistic oversight over someone wanting to have ID that reflects who they are. The, the other big one, and I think, Mark, this goes to the heart of the challenge that we face looking at the reforms needed around LGBTIQA plus equality, and that is the fact that in our laws currently there are exemptions that allow religious organisations and small businesses to continue to discriminate against people on the basis of their sexuality, gender or gender identity, and that is completely unacceptable. So the Greens want to remove all those exceptions from the Anti-Discrimination Act. We want to have a full overview and review of the Anti-Discrimination Act as well. But what we haven't got from either the government, the New South Wales Liberals and Nationals, and let's hope they're not the government in the, in a few short days' time, uh, very, very soon. But what we but we, what we don't have is a commitment from Labor to actually remove those exemptions either. And that is cause for great concern to me because I think people would think that members of the Labor Party would be on board with ensuring full equality and no discrimination under our law, and yet they have not taken a position to say they want to remove those really harmful and dangerous exemptions from the Anti-Discrimination Act. So the Greens will be pushing for that. I'm 100% committed to be able to do it. There are good allies uh, that I'm not a lawyer myself, but there are wonderful good allies that are wonderful lawyers that are on board ready to see that change happen and very keen to push it through. The final thing I say on that is I think there's a real need to address the intersectional disadvantage that is faced by people with a disability, by people of colour, by migrants, 
and by First Nations brother, boys and sister girls and gender diverse First Nations people that identify as part of the rainbow family community. Because I think there are there is too much of a risk that so often the priorities are given to a certain type of um, privileged white cis man to advance issues of equality without an understanding of the intersections between how all of those things play out. Yeah. I've always said to people that uh, the only party that has always, and I mean always, had the LGBTI communities back and continues to and knows the issues is the Greens. We've got amazing people in Parliament like Janet Rice and yourself. And, and it's like, yeah, I, you know, I hear people espouse other parties' credentials, but they don't hold a candle to the Greens. They really don't. Um, and in fact, you use... I, I, I agree with you, but that's probably yeah. not a surprise, you know? No, it's not a surprise. <laughs> and um, in fact, you actually mentioned in your inaugural speech to Parliament that you and your wonderful partner Christian would not marry until uh, reform was done to the Marriage Act. And Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, there you go. And I was just going to say, have you married since? No, we haven't. No. And then I got a list and then we didn't have time. We're just too busy, too busy serving the people of Newtown. No, to be honest, I think where, um, you know, part of it was, you know, at the time we, we had a celebration, but we felt completely uncomfortable about the idea of having a formal um, ceremony. It felt the completely wrong thing to do um, and just completely at odds with how we wanted it to celebrate our relationship together, to, to see it as one that was exclusionary to others. And I think, you know, now I mentioned the word exclusion, the thing I didn't touch on before when you were asking, but we absolutely need to talk about it, is the really dangerous rise of TERFs and trans-exclusionary radical feminists, so-called radical feminists that are horrifically damaging to the trans community but also to intersectional feminism. And I think it's really critical that we call it out at every turn that we make sure that we realise that there is absolutely no place, not in our community forums, not in our public events, not on the streets, for people who espouse really, really dangerous views um, that are transphobic, harmful, and do no one any justice in terms of recognising people's ability to be able to live and be who they are. I totally agree with you. And um, so the election's on Saturday. Uh, yes. There is a slim possibility, I'd say, that... The Greens may hold the balance of power in both the lower and upper houses. Um, if that was to eventuate, um, what would be, if you had the power to pass one legislation to go through, and it can be anything, not just LGBTI, but anything, what would be the first legislation that you passed if you got into that sort of power situation? I love it. So so you're going to ask me for one, what is my first thing? The Greens have set out a plan with seven because, mm -hmm. you know, we are a grassroots party that have lots of strong feelings about how we need to reshape New South Wales and putting it down to one thing is just not not possible. I won't go through them all here, but I will say to you for the fear that I'll be running a list, anyone can see them, they're available on all my socials, they're there for people yeah. to look at. But the, but the, the sort of fundamental premise here is that we need to see the climate and the housing crisis dealt with in New South Wales and we need to stop the special treatment of the property developers, the coal and gas corporations and the gambling industry and all of the right-wing conservatives and people that try and shape our democracy and have their voices heard and their demands heard over the interests of our community and the people that are there to serve our community. That's the big priority for us. 
That said, I have said that on the first day of Parliament, if I am re-elected, I will introduce an immediate bill to freeze rents in New South Wales. Mm. I think that everyone would agree that it is time to get rents under control and the way that we do that is immediately freeze rents for two years so we buy ourselves some time to work out what the mechanism would be to establish an independent body so we can control rents in New South Wales and do what New York does, what Germany does and other jurisdictions in Europe and actually take the hands out of uh, the greedy landlords and put the hands back into an independent body more interested in making sure that we're dealing with the housing crisis than they are about making sure that people get profits. Exactly. And that's a, such a real fear. I'm about to uh, come out of my first year in my rental property contract and I am so scared that they are going to hike the prices up. Um, ex- ex- you know, I've heard of cases where it's been over $100 that they've put up the pr- price of rent. And it's just ridiculous. It's horrific at the moment and there are no controls in place. The power that landlords and big property developers get in New South Wales to make profits over and above housing insecurity of people in our community is unacceptable and we need to change that. The Greens are very pleased to see that both Labor and Liberal got on board with our push and the push of tenants' advocates to end unfair, no grounds evictions, but we've got further to go and... I said eight years ago when I was elected that we would commit to driving the reform to ban unfair evictions. Whoever forms government in the next parliament, we've got a commitment from all sides to do that. I'm putting everyone on notice now that rent control is the next step and I'm determined to see that through. That's excellent, excellent. And look, I'm 100% sure that you will be representing Newtown in the next uh, parliament. Well, we, sure. can't, we can't be 100% sure of that, but I am I know. taking a small break from pre-poll and my feet hurt. If that's yeah. it, I've gone on a lot of doors and chatted to a lot of people over the last uh, many months. As I said, you are one of the hardest working politicians I know. Um, quick hypothetical for you. In the next couple of years, uh, Tanya Plebiscic, resigns from the seat of Sydney, would you put your hat into the ring for a federal seat? Is that in the future? I I love this question. Three, just, just, uh, people are all going to the polls on Saturday. I love being the member for Newtown. I am seeking the people of Newtown support to continue to be the member for Newtown. And it is an absolute honour and privilege to have been able to do this role for eight years. And I am very much hoping I will get the support of our community to continue to do that role. Very politician answer there. <laughs> Thank you very oh, much. Have you ever heard a more politician answer than that, Mark? No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, look, if some now obviously uh, it is getting late because the uh, election is on Saturday, but even after the election, if someone wants to get involved with you and your office and, yeah. the, and the Greens, how can they go about that? Well, the best thing to do is to get in touch. Either if I'm re-elected, then feel free to get reach out directly to me. Um, people tend to like to message directly on Instagram or on Facebook. They're very welcome to do that or they can contact our office. But more generally, if people want to get involved with the Greens, the first thing to do is join up as a member. Um, let me know and be in touch. Let me know you've joined and I'll make sure I connect you with the right people. So, yeah, everyone that wants to be part of our movement for change is very welcome. And it's absolutely critical that we continue to grow our support inside the party and across left and progressive politics to make sure that we're delivering for equality, for sustainability, for climate action and for housing justice. Member for Newtown, Jenny Leong, thank you very much.
I'm sure we'll be seeing you after Saturday back in Parliament. And thank you for taking out uh, some time to talk to us about very important issues. And uh, good luck with your polling and good luck on Saturday night. I'm sure you'll be very relieved after the results come in. <laughs> thank you very much, Mark. And um, please pat Maisie for me. I will. I will do. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Bye. Hi, Mark Haddon here, producer of Gay Waves. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate the episode and subscribe to the channel. You can also get in touch with us. Our email address is gaywaves at 2ser.com. Find us on all social media channels. Just search Gay Waves. Thanks for listening.